This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition. It's a special edition as yesterday due to travel arrangements. Um, Special edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, brought to you from the Patio Studios, and of course, uh, always brought to you by our good friends at Innovative Companies, innovativecompanies.com. Randy and Stephanie Green, tremendous people that do a great job, 35 years experience, second generation craftsman, man of his word, residential, commercial, or industrial, doesn't matter. They are the company that you need to contact for all your needs. They now have the construction team, the heating and cooling team, the electric team, and now they can take care of all your plumbing needs as well, all underneath that one umbrella. That's InnovativeCompanies.com. Um, want to thank them for their continued support. And again, I can't wait to get Randy back in studio here. Um, actually, what we should probably do is uh, invite him out and get some barbecue and play some golf, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I, I uh, heard an awful rumor that he was actually trying to build an air conditioner to cool off St. Louis. Maybe that's why we haven't seen him this summer, because that'd be a big job. Be a real big job. It's a scorcher. Annie M., it's a scorcher. But um, we're just going to be a scorcher on the show today because we're talking about everything but baseball. Because, let's face it, I'm not quite sure what kind of baseball we talk about. I mean, one day it looks good, one day it looks bad. It's the roller coaster. We, we've been on this roller coaster for three years, and I can't get off. Uh, is, uh, what's the song? I'm on a ride. It's a Duran Duran song. I'm on a ride, and I want to get off. But they won't slow down the roundabout. Well, it's I, the reflex. I, let me I, the reflex, absolutely. But here's the question: Would you do you like the roller coaster where it's a, a <laughs> eleven to two win and then a four zero loss? I just want to see good. Or baseball. do you like the 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 three to two loss, the blown save, the you know the, know. the four to? I just want to see good baseball. Okay, that's in the end. I want to watch them play good baseball. And I'm sorry, I they don't have enough talent. We can complain about Mike all day, which you know my stance on that. It's time, you know, we'll talk about that too. But it, in my opinion, it's time for him to go. We're going to talk about today. The reason it's time for him to go, people want to blame him for everything. He rightfully so should be blamed for certain things. What's going on right now is absolutely 100% on him, and they have a problem. The, listen, some of the things, now I say this fairly or unfairly, doesn't matter. His number one job is the clubhouse, it's his number one job. Are they always going to get along? 
Absolutely not. We know that. Tony didn't get along with everybody. No manager gets along with all his players all the time because he has to make big decisions that affect them both personally and professionally. We know that. These are men. They're very competitive by nature. Most of them are type A guys. You're never going to like being told you're not good enough because that's basically what a manager does at times, right? So, it, 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 listen, it's never going to be perfect, but the, they have to find a way to make it work. And ultimately, that is on you. I don't care how hard it is. And yes, have there been managers fired and let go in unfair situations? Yep, and he won't be the last. He ain't the first, and he won't be the last. Now, is he, has he made some bad bullpen moves? Absolutely. Has he played lineups I didn't like? Absolutely. Has he stuck with veterans? Has he not? Has he stuck with has he Absolutely. They do all those things. All managers do those things, though, because the game of baseball is not perfect. You can't predict it, right? They all do those things. In the end, what are his responsibilities? The number one thing he's supposed to do is handle his team, handle his clubhouse. And he has failed to do so. And, and the funny thing is, Jim, in, in my experience, if you have a guy that hand, a manager that handles the clubhouse, that's not necessarily good enough to win. No. If you have players that handle the clubhouse, that's not good enough to win. You got to have a leader of men, the manager, handle the clubhouse, and you have to have leaders inside as teammates handle it. So there's something missing well, in there. This because, isn't a Mike thing. This right. is a we thing. There is multiple thing part now. What I believe is is that he and John maybe are going to be the scapegoats in this, and not even saying not deservedly a little bit because they have a hand in this. But there are other people that have a hand in where we are today that are going to skate on this one. And that and hey, listen, that's life. Get over it. Enjoy this roller coaster ride because I don't think we're getting off anytime soon. I don't think any managerial change is going to bring about massive difference in what goes on could it spark i think there's always a little bit of that but like i've said there's nobody going to walk through the door is going to scare a guy that's owed 55 million dollars into all of a sudden like i said somebody the other day i said that's fine you fire him tomorrow if they promote mike shield or stubby clap what's he is he going to play decks every day in right field how are you going to feel about that I, i i mean seriously and i don't even care but if he plays decks in right field all of a sudden and decks gets hot is that i mean what what did he do? Yeah. Dex hot. I mean, all he did was play him when you didn't want him to play him. Right. And Mike, you know, so anyway, we can get into all that later. Um, we're going to hear from uh, we're, Benji, was supposed to be here today, um, was all set up. And you know what? He's not going to admit this, but I think he forgot it was his brother's birthday today. Is, is that a hot take? <laughs> that is a hot take. Because, wow. Well, we were all scheduled to do a bunch. Listen, I'm joking. I don't know if he forgot. I think, I don't think he realized they were going to do a little something for Yachty today. I'm joking, of course. He knew it was his brother's birthday. But I don't think he thought, he thought, well, he's, he, you know, Jotty always goes to the park early. So what are we going to do, you know? And then he got a call early this morning that they were going to have a little lunch thing for Yachty before he went to the How park. How do we so. not have lunch down at our favorite barbecue joint down? Well, because I don't think they had anything planned today. And Logan had a game. Benji was coming over to watch Logan play. And then all of a sudden he's got to go and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I mean we could have grabbed that 100. I could have went to Yachty's. Hey, and we, instead I went and watched my son play. What we could have grabbed that 102-year-old gal that's sharing a birthday with him. Yes, yes. Right? We could have um, gone down to Adam's Smokehouse, laid well, out that smoked turkey and that great cayenne. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking cranberry. of that, uh, before we go to the M4 by Yachty hot, com hotline, as um, he's texting, you know, he's, uh, he's getting ready to leave Yachty's house and head to the hotel and get ready himself. Before we do that, 
Uh, let's remind everybody who we are, twobirdsonabat.com. It's the website. You can uh, download the show there. Subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free. Uh, do your shopping through Amazon. All of that helps us. We would greatly appreciate it. Find us on social media. We are at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter. Follow us there. We'll, if you're a Cardinal fan, we'll follow you back. Our big ask right now, trying to build our Facebook page. Go to Facebook. Type in Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Go to the uh, area to the right, and you'll see Invite Your Friends. If you click Invite Your Friends, you can invite them all. There's a button for that. Or you can go through your list and just invite the ones that are Cardinal fans. At the end of the month here in July, you're going to be able to send us a screenshot of how many of your friends, mutual friends, like Two Birds on a Bat. You're going to get an entry for every one of those in the contest from M4ByYachty.com, Benji Molina, and Yachty Molina on the autographed Marcelo Zuna jersey. So you want to get on that right away. Find us on Instagram as well, Two Birds on a Bat Show. Uh, lineupmedia.fm is where we're stationed here, guys. We couldn't be prouder to be part of a growing network. Tons of different podcasts, but more importantly, home now to the newest internet radio station, Yo Radio. Steve, I know your boy's working on Yo Radio, and it he's is, enjoying it. And it it is, is awesome, man. I, I tell you, if you don't have that downloaded... I sat in on a meeting the other day. The stuff that's going to be coming up with the show radio is amazing. So you're going to want to download it. It's absolutely free. Leave them a review. They'd greatly appreciate it. But new stations coming on board every day. And the stuff they're going to be able to do with this thing here in a very short amount of time is nothing short of amazing. Again, that's in the App Store. Yo Radio. Download it. You're going to love it. Uh, special thanks to uh, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, our producers. They do all the work behind the scenes. Uh, and again, uh, our sponsors that, that make the show go, you heard me talk about InnovativeCompanies.com. Obviously, we're always in the patio studios. But I'll tell you what, Mark Marcuso, congratulations. you see how well he played? And he's playing in the senior uh, uh, PGA amateur professional thing here in St. Louis. Just a, That's awesome. Yeah, especially after the health scare. Right. I mean, just tremendous guy, great golfer, great teacher if you're looking for lessons. But let me tell you something, Arlington Greens, the hidden jewel here in Granite City, Illinois, Get over there, check it out, play the course. Still looks good with all this heat, guys. They do a tremendous job. And, again, you mentioned it. I don't know why we're not at – well, we're not at Adam Smokehouse today because my kid had his last baseball game for the summer Friday. But I promise you, the next homestand, we're there. There's no baseball games. So we'll be back at Adam Smokehouse. We're going to talk to the boys over there. We're going to set it up. We're going to get over there and get some barbecue. So uh, don't wait for us, though. Get over there. Adam Smokehouse on Watson. You're going to want to taste it. Tell Mike and the boys over there we said hello. It's time. I know you're important. I know I think I'm important. The only guy that's important on this whole show. It's time. Well, let's welcome in everybody's favorite on the M4BiYachty.com hotline, as uh, I thought he was going to be sitting next to me today. But as I mentioned, bigger things in order today in the Molina house. What's going on, Benji? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm here in St. Louis. In St. Louis with my brother. I was his birthday. I was going over there, man, but then Yachty called me. He had a couple, uh, like, food for us. He had drinks, and uh, so we're here. We were hanging out. Uh, here, that was the reason why I couldn't make it to the studio, man. Yeah, I texted him and told him thanks for uh, not letting Benji come in today, but, by the way, happy birthday, and uh, I think it's all good. So uh, <laughs> it, it was all right. So anyway, um, <laughs> yes, very happy birthday to your brother. Um, you know, we've been having a lot of fun. I know you've been watching and probably trying to stay out of it. We've been having a little fun with some uh, some national guys, most of all Brian Kenny and Mr. Brian Kenny, I guess, if that's what he likes to be called, and and Keith Law about the Hall of Fame, and um, I fired a pretty good shot today. I, and I know how you guys feel about it, and you don't want to sound like you're grandstanding, but you know, at at, at some juncture, I guess you just got to let the process take it take care of itself. I don't think there's any doubt that there's a whole lot of people out there that know what your brother is and know what he does. But we come back well, to this whole well, thing of analytics. You know, it's just I I don't understand. Yeah. The big problem here is that he's comparing people that are already retired. 
and Yaddy's still going. Right. So how does he know that that he Yaddy is not gonna finish higher than those guys at the end of his career? Well, that's what I want to know. Well, and it's not just that. It's you know, and again, I'll and I know, and I know you don't want to do this, and we don't want to do it either. I want. I mean, there's a time and a place for this discussion. It's not today, but the reality of it is this, and I'll and I'll finish it this way, and that is a. Uh, you know, I have admittedly tried to get smarter about how the analytics show us things in baseball. I think as I've had lots of good people out there that we're engaged with on social media explain things to me and then I go do my own research and things, I think there are good things with it for sure. I know firsthand from watching what it can do in the off season and during the season to show a player things that are going on, but there is no guarantee. What I also know is... And again, this is I know we're going we're talking about doing something with a couple people here but where we go line by line but I know when it comes to defense it's not as accurate as you would be led to believe. There's a lot of things that go into it that is like ah uh, and some of the things let's face it that a Yachty and, and Omar Vizquel's name came up today and I said Omar Vizquel should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how a guy like Omar and Yachty the things that they did to change the a game, the course of a game, the way they control the game, could be called negligible by anybody that ever really understood yeah, the game. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> it's funny, Jimbo, because the guys who played the game thinks Yaddy is a Hall of Famer. The guy who actually dressed up and wore a uniform, sweat and uniform, pitch a ball, catch a ball, hit the ball, run the bases. Those guys that played, including Hall of Famers, including the Hall of Famers, they all think Yaddy is a Hall of Famer, but the guys who's never put a uniform on and the guy who has never hit a baseball and never let have an RBI in, in, in anywhere, uh, the guy who's never cut, cut a shutout, the guy who's never stole a base, the guy who's never been in the clubhouse, a guy who's never been with the teammates, he thinks he's not. You know what I mean? Well, that for me, it's kind of funny well, that to, to understand it. I think it's, it's crazy to think about. Well, it is crazy, and I think, um, and I'm surprised I haven't heard back from him today because, you know, I, you know, I, I, I admittedly, so this is the last thing I sent to him and I haven't heard back, and I basically said, Okay, so let's have an educated discussion. Admittedly, I'm not as smart as you, but in admitting so, then I have to ask, if all you're going to do is look at a spreadsheet to decide who gets in and who doesn't, then why do they even need the writers to vote at all? Why are they voting? Why are they voting? They're supposed to vote because they are supposed to be around the clubs. They are supposed to watch the game and see the things that you don't see in exactly what they're doing. And that's why I have a problem with this. Again, I don't claim to be perfect. Am I biased? You bet your ass I'm a little bit biased, but I'm also realistic. There's a lot of guys that I think were really good Cardinal players that I would love to sit here and and die on a hill for about being in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know that I can. Yadier Molina is one of those guys. And quite frankly, um, I don't know. I, I just – I don't even want to get into the whole thing. You know, Jimbo, Jimbo, you know one of the things that made me stop writing and stop not going at it with him anymore was when he said that that clutch hitting is a thin air. It's up there in the thin air. How can you say clutch hitting in baseball or anywhere, even in basketball, even in football, clutch? 
clutch. Clutch hitting is up for thin air. That's what he said. I'm like, dude, this guy votes for the Hall of Fame, and he thinks the clutch is out there for thin air? Wow, that's what made me stop and say, you know what, I'm wasting my time. Let's just let him think whatever he wants, and let's, let's let these things play out, because clutch hitting is one of the most important things to a team, to a manager, to a pitching coach. When you have a, a, a pitcher like Wainwright, you want him to be clutch. You want him in the playoffs and throw really good. You want him everywhere and pitch a real good game like he did with the Cubs that day in, in the Cubs. That's clutch, man. And you're going to tell me, a guy who played for many years, that clutch hitting is up there in thin air. Are you kidding me? That's what made me stop. Then I said, you know what? These, these guys that vote are the wrong people. But nobody ever paid attention to it. So that's what made me stop. Well, and, and, on, that, and on that note, um, there's no doubt about it. It, it. For me, in the way I look at it, to be honest with you, when they told me that the things that a Omar Vizquel and that a Yadier Molina do that are unmeasurable, they called those negligible. And to me, there is an example of then you don't understand. You just don't. I mean, you can't understand it yeah. until you are put in the situation to have to deal with an opposing player that does these quote-unquote negligible things. So, again, there's another day for this conversation, as I'm very sure, um, you know, and, and we're not near ready for Yachty to, to go yet. We'll have this conversation down the line. But I'm still waiting for an answer to my reply, and that is, if you're just going to use spreadsheets to decide who gets in and who gets out, then why do we need to vote? Why do we need writers to vote? The whole reason for the writers to vote, again, was because they're supposed to be around the clubs, watch games, and see the things that aren't stats that make players great. And I'm sorry, but that's yeah. that's it. So, end of discussion. Hey, yeah. let's get into... Well, listen, listen, yeah, go ahead. Real, go ahead. Real, the... Uh, the Yaddy right now has an opportunity to come on top of Johnny Bench in a few numbers. In a few and a lot of numbers, he has a chance to be better, more hits than Johnny Bench. I mean, if he keeps going the way he is, of course. I mean, obviously, if he struggles, he's not going to be. But he has an opportunity to be better than Johnny Bench, catch more innings than Johnny Bench. He already did it and catch more wins and whatever it is. I mean, he has an opportunity to be better than Johnny Bench. And what are you going to say? Johnny Bench is in the, in the Hall of Fame, and Yaddy has better numbers. I mean, in that, in that manner, right, in, that, in what we're saying. He has a, a, a lot better numbers. So what is, what are, what is it going to keep him from being in the Hall of Fame? That's all I'm saying. Uh, obviously, I want him in, but a lot of people are going to think because he's my brother, no, it's because the impact he made in baseball. I'm looking at it old school. I'm not looking at it analytics. I'm looking at it old school. Omar Vizquel should be in the freaking Hall of Fame, no matter what. He should be in. Mike Mussina should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what the hell they're doing uh, keeping this guy and giving him the hard treatment when this guy played all his years in the East, in the East Division and he won 20 games. And he did 19 games. He won uh, whatever, leader in ERA at times. Come on, man. That's a robbery right there. That tells me that the voting 
it's not it's not but people that don't even know the game that's it very simple well you know, like I said, there's a time for that. You know, we, we could go on all day about this, but at the end of the day, people want to hear about what's going on with our Cardinals. So let's uh, let's get to it. Um, obviously, uh, Benji, there have been some things that we've had to discuss lately. Obviously, we discussed that, you know, we beat the dead horse with the Dexter Fowler situation last week. Um, you know, what's interesting to me, and we're going to get into this in a minute, is that, you know, a story comes out about Dex. Um, it blows up. You know, I say all the time that when stories get told by media members, and I'm not blaming media members, when stories get told, fans read these stories. It's a writer's job to interpret what happened. Sometimes some things are factual. Some things are, well, here's the story. Let's be honest first. Okay. Let's be honest first with people. The media's job is to create a little stir, you know, right? To stir things up a little. Maybe not much. But come on, let's be honest. I know I love I, I love Gold. I love Saxon. I, I love those guys. They're okay. I mean, they're, I'm okay with them. But come on, let's be honest here and let people know. What the media job is, is to put a one and add up a little two and a half to it. And let's, let's have a discussion. And this is what we're doing. Well, and if you, and I, and I had said this, when you start, when you start talking about the things that they're talking about, okay, it doesn't take much in the form of words and innuendo. At the end of the day, it's the people that read it that are going to take it where they want it to go. Because I've said it, there's not, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Listen, in the, in the end, both stories, the one about Dex, which was interesting because later then Derek Gould or somebody went and had a conversation with him and Dex said, wait a minute, I didn't block anybody's text. You want to see the text? I have the text from Mike. You know, so basically... I That's think great. okay. So he did that, and then this thing comes out with Jordan Hicks, and then Jordan Hicks comes back and says, "Wait a minute, Bud Morris isn't doing anything wrong." So then Derek Gould goes and talks to Jordan Hicks, and Jordan Hicks um, has a real conversation with Derek Gould and says, "This is what's going on." Now, what's interesting about both stories? There's a couple parts of this, and this is where I want to talk to you. Number one, let's not be ignorant. There is no doubt that there's something there between Dex and Mike. Maybe it's not as bad as people think. Maybe it's actually worse. Who knows? But there's something there. So the media guy reports it. Okay? Okay. Jordan Hicks, there's an article that comes out about all this stuff. Bud Norris and Mike Matheny lay all kinds of quotes to it because to them, this is just what we do. Jordan Hicks says no comment, which in... I'm, I, everybody's entitled to an opinion here. My opinion here is here's a young guy going, I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I'm just going to say no comment. I, don't, I could say something wrong here, and what I'm learning here is, is don't feed the animal, right? Well, basically, indirectly, he fed the animal. So these stories come out. People read them, and what do they do? You do what you do as a human. If you don't like Mike Matheny, if you don't like Mo, if you don't like the front office right now, you immediately go to a place of, here's another example of how they're dysfunctional, right? If you are a defender, or if you like Mike, or if you like old school baseball, or you think Dex has been awful and you don't really give a shit about Dex, you go to the other side and say, well, I don't really care what Dex needs. Dex needs to do this. Dex, oh, you know what? That's old school baseball. I don't know why you want to. So you basically take the animal, and you're going to go to a place of where you're at. Nobody that hates, nobody that hates Mike Matheny read that article and thought, well, uh, this is uh, – you take it where you want to take it. That's how it goes. Now, 
My issue is this, and you kind of started the conversation already. Aren't these kind of things that shouldn't even be talked? Like, who is talking to these media guys about things that, to my knowledge, typically are clubhouse things? I mean, do we have an issue it here? Should never happen. It should never happen, Jimbo. It should never happen. It should never, somebody should never mention, okay, something happened in the bullpen. I, I have to be on his butt. Uh, either way, either way, it should never happen. Whatever happens in the clubhouse should stay in the clubhouse, and that's the that should be the main object of all the whole thing. I would, if I'm the manager, I would be so mad right now, but not because these things are are happening, but because it came out on the media. If I'm the manager, I'll be like, hey, listen, I can deal with this. Just come to me, Hicks, uh, Norris, come to me, and we all three of us will deal with this. But let the media out. Keep them out. Don't ever say anything. And wherever I play, that's the way it was, Jimbo. That's the way it was. I mean, nobody, everybody was afraid of saying something on the media because they knew they were going to hear it from some veterans. And then we were, and we did at times. But I think a manager should be pissed off and say, listen, I told you guys to keep it away from the media. And you guys did it. And now it's the whole story out there in the media. And now it's attention to the team that we don't need. Remember, it's a long year, and if you have the media all year round finding ways to to get your fighting or arguments and stuff, I mean that's not a fun year at all, man. Well, here's the thing, and this is I, you know, obviously yesterday when Jordan Hicks came out and basically said, look, you know, there was a whole there were some Anaheim guys that came out and said, look, Norse is a good dude and he's just looking out for it, blah, blah, blah. You get all this stuff. And what I told people was, and people were like, see, I knew this wasn't going on. And and I kind of said, no, wait a minute, hang on. That's not what's going on here. The stuff that's being reported is going on. One hundred percent. But what you're finding out now is, is that it's normal, it's respectful. It's done for the right reasons. I used this analogy the other uh, to somebody because I, I happened to have met him. He was in town a lot. I think he may have moved now, but for quite a while, Daryl Strawberry had made residence here in St. Louis. I happened to know somebody that was good friends with him. I had met him. I had done talked to him a little bit and done some stuff, and we had some real conversations. And he had said at the time what I thought was funny was he didn't have anybody in that clubhouse in New York that came to him and said, hey, what are you doing? You're screwing up here. You know, he was a he was a can't miss yeah. guy. He was a stud. And he got involved in things and there was nobody there to tell him, hey, you can't miss meetings. You can't be out all night. You can't be staying out till two in the morning and come. He's like, I wish I had a and this was a total different conversation that just so happens to relate to this one. He wished he had a guy that was on him. He said, I may have made, he goes, listen, at the end of the day, I made my own choices and my own mistakes, but I do wish somebody, he goes, you never know if somebody might've taken me under my wing. The guy that I had met that was friends with him actually was a young player in their organization. And he, at the time, this was after, uh, this is when he was with the Dodgers. And he had said to him, hey, look, I'm going to, he had kind of mentored him a little bit and said, listen, you don't want to get involved in these things. Stay away from, you know, and, and like he'd see this guy and he would mentor him a little bit and try to help him. And he always told him it was because nobody did it for me. So what I want to say to everybody is make no mistake about it. Now, listen, I don't, I, I'm not talking about particulars because I don't know those. 
But the stuff that they alluded to in the article, the riding him, making sure he's, you know, when he does wrong, he tells him about it, fining them, kangaroo court, fines, stuff like that. That happens every day in every major league clubhouse. And the big part of this that I thought was interesting. Go ahead, Benji. No, I said every time. It happens every time. And here's the big part that I thought was interesting that I was glad I asked you, and I was I was curious what your answer would be. The, everybody's hanging on to this, well, he's a snitch. Why is he going to the manager? And at first, my thing was, listen, how do you not – I would think it would be the other way around. How do you not want your manager to know what's going on in the clubhouse, especially with a young man who, let's face it, is a young man? The manager has to know like what's going on. We as a player, we don't see it like a snitch. We're trying to fix the whole thing. We don't want Hicks to be late for meetings. We don't want Hicks to be partying around for hours when he has to pitch tomorrow. We don't want any of that to happen. So it's not snitching. It's taking care of the whole team. Snitching is when, when Hicks is eating with his family uh, at a 360 restaurant and, and, uh, and it's 2 a.m. And then you want to go tell people, hey, he was he was doing this and he was doing that snitching. But when he when he becomes to the team, when the team's trying to win a championship, and you're a big piece on it, even if you're not a big piece on, on the championship, who cares? But you're trying to mess up the team, dude. You, you don't you can't allow that to happen. You don't even want to know how many times I had that problem with a bunch of guys. I just didn't go to the media. I went straight to the guy. I went straight to Hicks. Uh, in this matter, I went straight to him and said, hey, listen, you cannot be doing this. We're trying to win a championship. We need you. Let's let's freaking go, man. Let's get your head together and let's go. The only thing I didn't do was go into the media, right? So, But the manager knew this was going that, on, that, right? The manager the, the manager knew that, that, that this stuff was going on, right? Because that's how it works. Veterans take care. You're only one guy. You can't you can't be everywhere and look out for 25 guys. I know, and, and uh, but the manager didn't know at the beginning. Now, if he gets out of hand, and the manager doesn't obviously get the chance to know because it's getting out of hand, then you go to the manager and say, hey, so we got this problem. We got, we got to get this guy in the office, and we need to talk to him. We need to have this straight up, uh, fixed up, because we need him for the long run. We need him for playoff, and we need to fix this thing up. And that's the only way you do it. But what? if you're going to do that, you better, you better be out of options. Well, and I want to say something here because I, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing something. I want everybody to know this. We are not, and especially Benji, we're using Jordan as an example. Not saying he's done any of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, no, uh, no. yeah. No, we're not saying he went late. We're not saying he's been out all night. We're not saying we're using that as an example of the types of things that go on that typically – a veteran looks out for now it could be simple things it could be hey you know we're out here we're getting here early and we're running as a group and we're doing this and we're doing that and hey i'm not sure you should be on your phone it could be little things the reality of it is we don't know the exact nature of these things the the truth is though jordan hicks is not like a special case all players are young all players need to learn how to do it and i think he said it best in gould's article you're learning at a rapid pace here and things are different. And I think part of that is for fans, we always assume that these guys are going to come up from AAA or AA and they're going to be great and they're going to do that. I don't think people realize the jump, the expectations, the responsibilities, the change. It is a big difference. And if you don't think it is, then I'm sorry, you just don't get it. 
It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. It's a huge step. It's a, it's a huge deal, man. It really is. I'm telling you guys from experience. It's so, a really, really big deal. Well, you know, the reality yeah. of it is, too, and I'm curious about this. I think Cardinal fans are also taking a little bit of exception to the fact that it's Bud Norris. You know, he hasn't been here very long. Yeah. Um, you know, why is it not this guy? Why? But my thing is, I mean, if you look at the bullpen, who do you want it to be? Well, the the thing is here, Jimbo, that who who else are you going to get for uh, for a veteran in this in these? Um, Greg Holland could have been the one if he would have started in spring training. Um, who else? We don't have anybody else that could be that guy. Obviously, Norris is the one with more experience. So Norris is the one with more experience in the bullpen, uh, for sure. What you want Cecil to take care of of that? No, you want other guys to to do it. I don't see anybody else there that could do it. Maybe Wainwright if he goes to the bullpen, but I don't I don't see anybody else, buddy. So I think Norris. Um, you don't want to go overboard. That's another thing I want people to know. You want a veteran to take care of these things. Yes, you do, but you also don't want to go overboard because you're going to have these young guys that they don't want to be told what to do. They don't want to be told. They want to be their own people. And and it's normal. I've been there. I've been into those guys where, where they tell you, they're like, hey, man, I don't care. That's okay. It's on me, my fault. I won't do that again. But uh, you don't need to be telling me. I'm a man, and I'm going to take care of these. And you have to back up. You have to back off. And I bet you anything, if if somebody tells me that, I'll be like, all right, I got a, I got a job to do. And I got to save games, so I got to pitch good. Now you're on your own, buddy, because that's your own career. And you're going to mess us up, but that's your own career. So that's what I would do. So you got to be careful, man. There's there's two sides to the coin here. Yeah, and, I, and again, like I said earlier, I think the only thing at play here is is that, I you know, and again, it's going to sound a little bit like I'm defending these media guys. I'm not, because ultimately they have a job. They know what their job is. And, and I think you were dead on if you read Mark Saxon's article. And I don't even know Mark. I know you know him and you like the guy. The reality is this. I, you think whatever you want to think, but he knew what he was doing. He used words that would make people go, holy cow, what's going on here? Um, but I said this, and this is where this is the only place I take exception in this. And I said this uh, yesterday in talking to uh, a guy that I, that I like following on, on social media, and, you know, he does some writing and stuff. And I told him this. I said, listen, my only issue with the whole thing at the end of the day is, is I'm not – I don't consider myself a media member. All I am is an opinionated guy like everybody else that just happens to be around things and, and see things and acknowledge – and then really just try to start a conversation right, wrong, or indifferent. But the reality is this. Even I – and, and, and even not being a very good writer, I, if I did this, okay, if I did this and I thought, okay, I've got something here in the form of a story of some degree, and I got a no comment, and I'm sorry, but I believe this in my heart, rather than start jumping up and down for joy inside knowing what this is going to do and I'm going to get all this pub and click, I would have done a little more follow-up. Steve, am I wrong there? Would you? I mean, you're not a media guy. It, it, instead of running with no comment and not going, now, wait a minute, what exactly does that mean? Because he obviously thought it meant, I don't like this, because he used the word merc- mercilessly. Okay? And, and let's face it, this isn't just a Jordan Hicks thing. There's guys in Anaheim that were young guys in the bullpen last year that are coming out and saying, hey, 
this guy is a vet. He's he's got your it. You know, another guy had retweeted what that guy said and put a hundred percent on there. This is kind of like okay, somebody almost like I said the fans hear what they want to hear and believe what they want to believe. It's almost like the media guy. And again, I don't know the guy from Adam, but boy, it really feels to me like he heard something. Wanted to believe what he wanted to believe and thought, mm, I'm going to run with this. Well, the other thing you don't know is, you know, what was the the look, what was the, Absolutely. the tone, you know, the, even the words get taken out of context when you go from an, an interview to in print. So, no. But hey, let me so, stop you. Let okay. me stop you because I know where you're going. So I'm going to ask you this question. All right. Now, again. The, people are going to get mad about this, and that's fine. I don't even give a shit, to be completely honest with you. But you played baseball a lot, right? Yep. So if you went to a guy about a story, okay, something that makes you think, holy cow, what is going on here, right? And then when you talk to the veteran and you talk to the coach, and they talked about it like it's no big deal, instead of trying to sweep it under the rug, I mean, Matheny and Norris are giving him full-blown quotes and smiling and laughing about it. You're going to tell me that you don't know that, wait a minute, uh, uh, something's off here. These guys are acting like this is no big deal. This seems like a big deal. Something's wrong here. I better do a little more research into this because, obviously, I think this is a big deal. Because, really, you see where I'm going with this? No, you're absolutely right. You got If you want to sell your story... Okay, you blow it up to the direction you want to sell it as. And that's where the media is today. I I don't think they go after the full story as much as they go after a headline. Okay, because that's what's going to sell. And you got to realize, I've said this from the beginning and everything in life. Follow the dollar. Okay, and it'll everything in this world will make sense to you. Just follow the money. And if this guy's going to get his publicity, his 15 minutes of fame, I broke this story, right, wrong, or indifferent, what's the worst thing that happens to him if he blows it up and it's not right? Nothing. There's no consequence. Nothing. If he Nothing. is right, though. I'll tell you what, what he, happened to Yaddy last year, one little word was mixed up there. One little word that made it sound like Matheny thinks that he's getting tired when it wasn't really that. And then everything blew up. But who's the one laughing? Who's the one selling stories? Everybody's looking for the paper and see what's going on. The guy who wrote it. So, seriously, you guys got it all right, man. I mean, I'm serious. The media is the one that's always trying to steer things up. Maybe not everyone. Don't get me wrong. Not everyone. But there's always one guy or two guys that are looking for that space. Because St. Louis, I tell you what, St. Louis is... It's super high-class media. If you go to L.A., uh, where I played in Anaheim, if you go to San Francisco, if you go to, to even Texas, uh, all those in New York, oh, come on, man. You go to Washington right now, you know how bad they're being against their own players when they're not playing good? Come on, man. That's real media. This media right here is nothing compared to others, but still, you have to break up a story that is true. You cannot assume or you cannot think. And I talk to a lot of media guys right now because I'm part of it, and you know, in, in a way. But And they all tell me the same thing. They all tell me the same answer. Oh, I assumed that he was going to do that. Oh, I thought he was going to do it. Man, that was my thinking. 
no, dude, just make sure that you get the right thing before you put it out there, and you'll be fine. But why do you think Yadi doesn't talk to the media? Just tell me one of the reasons why Yadi doesn't talk to the media. And I'm saying Yadi because this is the one I know, but I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there don't talk to the media. It's the same thing because you're going to say this thing is red, and the media is going to say, okay, it's red with a little bit of yellow, and that's not what you said. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just how it is, you know, and we have to learn how to deal with it. Well, and, and I think the other thing and, is, and this is, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to use myself as the example, okay? I'm not nobody else. I'm not going to like, oh, here we go. He's going to No, I didn't know. I I am every day I get more educated in who I'm reading and who I'm checking out because the reality of it is this. There are certain guys that their job is to report what's going on. There are certain guys that give opinion. But we don't have any idea sometimes who we're reading and what their actual role is. We as fans so many times I've done it. I'm going to use me. But I listen, what I'm really saying is there's a whole bunch of people out here that follow certain people that basically give their opinion and then we take it as fact. I saw a trade thing the other day where some guy conjured up some deal where we're going to trade Jose Martinez and Colton Wong and we're going to get Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom, (laughs) the Mets are going to trade Jacob deGrom and only get back Colton Wong and Jose Martinez. And you know what? I cannot believe the number of people that think that's a real rumor. I, you remember the whole deal with the Dallas Cowboy podcast I did, right? A couple years ago when Romo had the hurt back. We, and we don't remember. We you don't, do. Yeah, you we do. only you know listen. about Green Bay. Hey, Romo had the yeah, hurt back, remember. and J.J. Uh, Watt had the hurt back. So I sat on our podcast. It's a fan show. And I go, man, here's what I think is going to happen. Kind of as a joke. I said, we're going to trade Romo to the Texans for J.J. Watt. Helps everybody out, right? A week later... I'm watching a video clip on Twitter, and somebody posed that question. I hear, I hear this is happening, and the next thing you know, man, the guy on the, the insider with the Cowboys is like, well, I don't know what ass clown started that rumor, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> You're the ass and clown. I'm the ass clown. You're like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. You need a license plate that says ass man. Yeah, absolutely. Yours should say ass clown. <laughs> but, hey, listen, um, you know what? Here's the deal. I you know what, Benji? I know you got to go. Um, you know you had a great day with your brother, uh, and I know. You know I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Cardinal fans realize it's his birthday tonight. Who knows what'll happen at the game? But um, I wish we had Musial back with the harmonica. Oh, it'd be good. And and, 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 uh, and serenade him with a little happy birthday song. It'd be good. It'd be good. See, we can dream because those. I will. I'll be awesome. I'll be there tonight. How oh, about you that? will be there. I'm going to be there tonight. You are going to be there tonight. Well, I will not. I'm. I actually have to go now. My son's playing in another game today. So, Benji, I got to tell you, he was not happy when he looked over and saw me today and you weren't standing next to me because he really thought you were coming today. Oh, uh, man. Tell him, tell him I forgot that my brother's birthday was on until my mom called me. And I'm like, <laughs> he goes, hey, you have to be here. It's your brother's birthday. He's making some food. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, it's you funny. Know, so At the beginning of the show. I'll make it up. At the, be- for him, man. at the beginning of the show, I had said that I was telling everybody what was going on today and why you weren't in studio. And I had said something about the birthday, and, and Steve said, is this breaking news that Benji forgot his brother's birthday? I said, now listen, I'm not saying he forgot his brother's birthday was the day. I think Benji didn't think they were going to do anything because it was game day and he goes so early to work out, and I think he got a little curveball thrown at him. So, listen, you're safe with us. Benji, or Yachty's not going to know if you did forget it, so don't don't worry about that, okay? It wasn't. It wasn't that I forgot. It was just that my mom said, "Hey, man, they're cooking some food here, and 
And I'm like, all right, all right, cool. I was going to see him at the stadium and say hi and, and happy birthday, give him a big hug. But um, but then my mom said, you got to make it over here because we're cooking some food for him and everybody. And I'm like, all right, mom, you don't have to get all, all upset about it. You know, I'll be all right there. Don't worry. I don't know. Uh, okay, you better make sure that's your brother's birthday. You know what, Steve? I was telling somebody the other day that since, you know, I've been, you know, we met Benji a few years ago and become, you know, been fortunate enough to become really good friends with him and gotten to know Yachty just a little bit and all this kind of stuff and then, you know, very faintly chat with Benji's brother. And But obviously I've met his mom numerous times because of Yanu playing baseball and Yachty's wife. And i got to tell you, of all the things about the Molina family that are amazing, if you read the book, if you ever meet these guys, all the charity stuff they do, the, the positiveness, everything they've given, all the great stories, all the fun, all this, I still think the greatest thing about the family is mom runs the show. I, it is the greatest thing. If you've never seen it, it is the greatest thing you've ever seen. It, when she's at a baseball game, I mean, she is running it from the on-deck circle sitting behind it. It is the greatest thing you've ever seen. It's awesome stuff, man. You're very, That's very fortunate. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. She wants to go. And she wants to go to Martini's office and tell him something. So we're the one trying to hold her back. So <laughs> he wants to go in and tell him some things that he should do. I'm sure. I'm sure she does. Like I said, I don't care whether it's Mike or or her or uh, the tenue coach for Yanil's team. It's good stuff, man. You got to see it to believe it. It's she knows what she's talking about. She loves baseball, and she obviously loves her family. So. Good stuff, man. Happy to uh, happy to uh, 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 chat with you today. Hopefully, we'll see you this weekend over at the stadium, and uh, we'll get rolling on Monday. Sound good? I'll hit you up tonight, Bimo. Hey, hey, sounds sounds good, man. And and if your son have another game like tomorrow, man, I can make it if if he's playing. If he's not, then we'll do it another time. But um, you tell me, man, if he has another game, and I I, I felt bad I couldn't make it, but I also had a. Uh, a meeting that I have to cancel with my lawyer. I have a, a couple of things that I have to work out, and uh, and I have to cancel that. Uh, that was going on too. But hey, Stevo, before we go, uh, did you see what Tony Romo said about the two guys, the two teams that are going to the Super Bowl? Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys and who? <laughs> he didn't even mention the cowgirls. He said, "Oh, the uh, the." Packers and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be my next pick to be in the Super Bowl. Are you kidding me? A cowgirl fan, a cowboy for he, life. A he grew, for come life. on. He grew up in Wisconsin. He's from come Green on, Bay, man. basically. He, he's 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 homered oh, us already. Oh, now you don't like it. Oh, now you don't like it. I see how it is. I see how it is. <laughs> well, hey, I told you on the 30th, Get your flight a little bit early. We'll head out to Kansas City and we'll watch uh, Game Four of the preseason, the Chiefs and Packers, and you'll probably. I'm, I'm really thinking. Let's let's do it. I'm really thinking it, man. I'm going to let you know. Easy drive. We can do don't it. Mind. Well, let me yeah, tell you I don't something. Don't mind it, man. Well, let me tell you. You got to wear a cheese head with me. I'll do it. A cheese head. I'll wear. I'll, <laughs> hey, you get a cheese head. I'll get an arrowhead. I got one of those at home. We'll wear them together. <laughs> let's do it, man. I, I'm I'm getting excited already. So let's finish this show. All right. Well, hey, you get out of here. I know you got to go. You got to get to the park. Me and Steve will wrap it up. Um, I'll see you at the park, buddy. You got it, guys. All right. We'll that, see you. The one and only uh, Benji Molina from the M4ByYachty.com hotline. And again, special uh, birthday uh, celebration for Yachty yeah, today. Did you, did you see that new shirt that Polo posted 
That Yachty shirt, that looks real, that M4 shirt. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. I, I, I still don't Well, understand. we know somebody. We I know s- a few people. I still don't Pete's understand sake. how there isn't a ton of gear in here, M4 gear. Well, it confuses I mean, me. Listen, you got to. Um, it sells out at the ballpark pretty quick, like all the cool shit. Yeah, well, that's, hey, when you got cool stuff, that's how it goes. Hey, listen, we got to run. I got to get out of here as well. I want to thank everybody for joining the show today. Uh, please don't forget, once again, twobirdsonabat.com. Subscribe to your shopping through Amazon. Find us on Twitter at Birds on a Bat Show. Don't forget the Facebook contest. Find us on Facebook, Two Birds on a Bat. Like our page. Invite your friends to like it as well. Special thanks to all of our social media partners out there. Let's start with uh, Chris Lawless. Hope things are going well for you. Uh, Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7. Again, uh, they do a tremendous podcast. Check it out. It's awesome. And, Chris, we hope you're, you're feeling well. Uh, don't forget Team of Rivals podcast with Ron. They do a great job as well. C70, uh, some of those. Birds on the Black. They have all got great podcasts. Check them out. Um, our friend Josh Potter, who's normally here with us from Art City Media, and, and uh, now he's doing some scouting for baseball. Uh, one of the one of the baseball magazines and prospectus magazines. Um, he's a busy guy right now, but he does so much for us, and we want to thank him. And again, he come up with this great contest uh, that all the Facebook groups can be a part of. So make sure you check it out and like our Facebook page and win the Marcelo Zuna jersey. Fans of Yachty or Molina, uh, Nate uh, McHenry, RallyScroll.com. Again, we're part of the Rally Squirrel Club. We couldn't be prouder to be a part of it. Special thanks to everybody, Cardinal Freak, everything you guys do for us, Art City Media. Uh, again, uh, you know, lineupmedia.fm, special thanks to them for, and all they do for us. Again, we're happy to be a part of Yo Radio. Download it from the App Store. It's free. It's the newest thing going. Check it out. It's hot. Everybody is enjoying it. We're very proud to be a part of it as well. Um, you know, our sponsors, one more time, innovativecompanies.com. Thank you for your continued support. Patios, of course, Arlington Golf Course, and my friend Mark Marcuso. My man Mike over at Adam Smokehouse, get over there and get your But Did you see all the stuff they were tweeting out for July 4th? These guys were busy. 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 All right, guys, that's going to do it. Uh, All-Star break's coming up. Guys, enjoy yourselves. Be safe. See you at the ballpark. Let's go, go birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.